Boom! What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the FPL Draft Duel podcast with myself, Nolsey, and Jaxie. What's the story, boys? How are we keeping? Good to be back in the studio. I forget what you sound like, man. <laughs> uh, good to have you back. Did a few, it feels like ages since uh, the two of us did a podcast. Um, hope everyone had a great Christmas and healthy, new, happy new year. Yeah. Just a quick update on the T12. I know a lot of people are in it. Unfortunately, it has to be postponed to game week 22. As we said, there's a little bug, but if you're in the WhatsApp or on Twitter, you know the crack anyway. So hopefully game week 22, we'll get it up and running and we'll have a good time. Yeah, good to be back. I know people are probably sick of listening to Just Nolsey over the past couple of weeks. Um, while uh, while he was away, I actually met two two fans of the podcast at uh, Ice Cream Factory over here in Perth. So that was uh, that was a good buzz to meet the two boys. Um, so yeah, I was doing all the PR stuff while Nosey was. Uh, oh yeah, I was working hard, and Jax is getting all the plaudits, like, <laughs> going out drinking with all the boys. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, let's get back to it. Today's podcast, we're going to go through all the players that are gone to the Asian Cup, gone to the AFCON, and also a lot of players that are returning from injury, or potentially returning from injury. There's a long, long list of players that we go through, so we're going to go through all that, and then we're going to go through the waivers for Game Week 21. So we'll start off, all the players that are gone to AFCON, all the notable players. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more, but they haven't really featured for their team so far. So Yeah, so looking at Arsenal... Tommy Asu is going to the Asian Cup and I suppose Zinchenko hasn't really hasn't been too hasn't performed too well over the past couple of weeks no and he's been, he's picked up a slight injury so there is possibility of Kimwar maybe playing game week 21 that is if Zinchenko stays unfit um, yeah. so it's a 50-50 Kimwar did play the last day so I think Kimwar might be a nice little shout he's not in our waiver section but could get the nod for game week 21 other notable mentions would be Semenyo of Bournemouth, so he has gone to the AFCON. So the likes of Kluivert, it looked like he'll get more minutes um, for, for Bournemouth. I know they do have a tough fixture this weekend, they play Liverpool, so I'd, I wouldn't have Kluivert down as, as a waiver myself. But it is just to note that Semenyo won't be won't be in your teams. Brentford then, Wissa, he's the most notable player there. Ivan Tony is back this week in a press conference as well. He mentioned that he, he owes Brentford a lot and wants to do a lot for Brentford of, for how supportive they have been for him over the past eight months. So if you can get Tony on those waivers, probably unlikely. Yeah, Tony is actually down as a waiver for our forwards. But again, presuming he is gone. Uh, bang three goals for the under-21, set up one. I think Tony could be back with a vengeance, but... There's another player that we'll talk about in the waiver section that would benefit from Wissa being away. Now, the problem that we're going to talk about then is the fact that Brentford have a very, very tough run of fixtures. And they haven't been performing too no. well of late. So they they are getting a couple of players back, but looking down at their injury list, Tony has an awful lot to do to drag them back. But, I don't know, remember that time he didn't get in with the England squad and he went off then for the next couple of games? Is he going yep. to be like that, just on steroids? Because he's so much competition for a place in the English squad yeah. at the moment. Between Kane, I know Wilson is injured. Watkins. Um, Who else do we say? The last Solanke. Solanke balling out. So I think he's going to come back with a vengeance. It's just the fact that he's surrounded by doorboys. <laughs> yeah. Like who's going to be feeding into him? One of the boys that we're going to say in the way of it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Brighton. So Adingra has gone to AFCON and Matoma. So Matoma is 
has picked up an injury as well. But I think he is named in the squad. I still think he's gone, yeah. Yeah, he's named in the squad for the uh, in the Asian Cup. So you, as Nosey Win mentioned in depth, uh, I think it was, was it last week or yes, two, it was. two two weeks ago. <laughs> With both both of them, hopefully he picked up Joe Pedro because I said that he has a very high ceiling and he could go off, and that he did. <laughs> I was that was the most happy I've been about any prediction this season. So Joe Pedro and Welbeck both good options. It's funny that. We're ordering them, I suppose, Joe Pedro number one, Welbeck number two, and Ferguson number three. I honestly thought it would be like flipped around, but Ferguson just isn't seeing the minutes. Hopefully, with the couple of injuries that they have, even in CISO, apparently he's supposed to be coming back, not going to be back for the next couple of months. You'd like to think Ferguson would get minutes, but it has to be currently on form, Joe Pedro number one, and Welbeck number two, in place of them two boys that are gone. Yeah, because we said with uh, football trips at the start of the season That's where right. like Evan Ferguson is going to be the, the underrated player or the player that will go under the radar this season but he just hasn't been getting the minutes hasn't been getting the minutes and when he has he's been doing well yeah. That's just sorry that's in reference to we did a collab with a fellow trying to predict who's going to go off I think our other predictions um, were Leno in goal Rico Henry in defence midfielder was Gordon and then up top is Ferguson so mm-hmm. not going too bad Pity about the Rico Henry injury yeah. and hopefully Ferguson can come back. Next uh, is Chelsea. So Jackson, Nicholas Jackson, I know he's probably very frustrating if you do own him. Because he has he has returned. He returned yeah. the last day, but mm-hmm. I remember watching him live and he just misses chance after chance. But he has gone to the AFCON. So Broya can pick up pick up his position. Yeah, and that's Broya is there especially because Nkunku picked up another injury. Uh, I think it was a reoccurrence of the injury he had previously that's never good especially when he's been out for that long so Broya for the next maybe 3-4 game weeks is if they continue to play with an out and out striker they have enough players that they could rotate it if they wanted but I think Broya for the next 2-3 or three games is going to be a bit of a shoe in for a starter for Chelsea whether he's going to play the 90 minutes I think he's going to play up to like 70-80 minutes uh, but that's good enough for me yeah and he's good boys feeding into him but Chelsea I think Chelsea had the highest expected goals this season, but the most big chances missed. Well, let me Jackson there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on then to Fulham. So Bassi and Awobi. So Awobi has actually been in very good form. Mm-hmm. Two of those players have been important to Fulham this season. Yeah. So who'd you be looking at? Um, I suppose Tom Kearney has been in fantastic form of late. I think he nails down his place. He's now going to move up that list as one of the best Fulham assets. Um, Andres Pereira maybe he has been rotated slightly over the last couple of game weeks so maybe him slotting in at that number 10 where Awobi had been playing uh, might be good for Andres Pereira the Bobby Decora Reeve came on scored the last day or he could have started actually so the two or three players that's going to be good for Fulham for the AFCON is Tim Ream coming back I think he was actually picked up a, picked up a slight injury um, Andres Pereira and Wilson, as well as maybe Decor Reeve. I, I'd love if Decor Dova Reeve yeah. um, started playing well because he is an attacking force. But uh, mainly Tom Kearney and Wilson are probably going to be the best full of options there. They have some decent fixtures as well over the next couple of games because they have Chelsea, but then after that they have Everton at home, Burnley, and then Bournemouth as well. So That's right, they have a nice run of three fixtures. We're also going to talk about a Fulham asset in the waiver section, so stay tuned. 
Next then is Liverpool. So anyone that plays regular FPL <laughs> will know that Salah is gone to the AFCON and Endo is actually gone to the Asian Cup as well. So few options there. Yeah, it bodes well for, as we know, the likes of Jota went up in price in normal FPL. Diaz looks like he's kind of back to a normal self in the FA Cup, just, you know, in terms of confidence. Um, and that's going to help that Salah's gone. So Diaz, Jota... Even Gakpo, it's going to help Gakpo because he can also play deeper, even though he's playing a small bit more advanced the last day. Any of those Liverpool attackers, as well as Elliot, because Elliot can slot into that Endo position. I know Endo wasn't like a guaranteed starter, but Sabazlai also has a slight injury. So the likes of Elliot, maybe as a one-week punt this week against Bournemouth, could be a good shout. Um, and then the likes of Jota and Diaz. Now, I suppose we haven't talked about it, but a lot of people are redrafting. And as we said in the T12, we are redrafting again. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, or sorry, I would be hesitant of picking up Jota and Diaz again because Salah's out and you're looking at the short term. I would still be very hesitant because let's say in five game weeks time when Salah's back, Jota and Diaz are back down to their same old self. Now there's a possibility that Jota or Diaz go off in the next couple of game weeks and they kind of nail down a position. But more than likely, it's going to be the back to the exact same position. So that goes for a lot of redrafts. And I suppose we could have a whole episode and section on redrafting. But don't get too starry-eyed by replacement players. So a lot of the players were, were saying here, good waivers and good short-term options. But don't go all out for them in a redraft because the particular player that they're playing uh, in the position of is gone. Because in like a month's time it's going to be back to the exact same situation just a point of thought I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah don't get stereoed over Salah just been gone for three yeah San like San gone and saying oh now Richarlison has to go first round because he's essentially what San is yeah. not saying they're bad picks but I'm just saying yes their value changes slightly but over the next whatever it is 18 game weeks um, it's probably going to even out Yeah, you can take advantage later on maybe of some players that will be playing instead of these players but I think as a draft pick I think you still need to be very weary yeah it could after the the AFCON and the Asian Cup after game week let's say 25 you could have Diaz and Jota and they might be playing you'd be like what do I do with these but I put them on the waiver because no one will trade them for you then if they're Mm -hmm. not playing anyways moving on to Man United so the notable players there well Emrabat and Onana so more particularly Onana so we spoke about goalkeepers a lot and I just got up the stats here quickly Onana has been in the news for poor performances and it's like they should be they shouldn't have him or waste of money or they spent too much money on him and Alison Becker is a world class goalkeeper best goalkeeper in the league Alison Becker has 77 points in fantasy football Onana 72 only 5 points off him I know I know I know it's they're too dip, like Becker is a better player than him of course but in terms of fantasy football Onana only has 5 points less than him that's one game essentially you yeah. know if, if a clean sheet went their way yeah one and game I suppose looking at the keepers while you have it up there um, we could kind of go into detail about why drafting a keeper late is like so important as you said, there's only five points between Alisson and Onana. 
Um, and so that's not very much at all. There's only eight points between Allison and Neto of Bournemouth. So when would Allison go in a normal draft? Round three, four, five? Neto's going to go last round. Pickford is 78 points. Um, Trafford, 57. So all the keepers, right, that have less points than Trafford of Burnley are Johnston, Pope, Rhea, Ederson, Sa. Turner, Steele, um, I suppose a lot of these are rotation keepers then. But the likes of Ederson, Ederson has, what's Ederson? Three points less than Trafford. So essentially, there's no difference between Ederson and Trafford this season in terms of keeping, in terms of points. So do not go taking your big keepers early. It does not pay off whatsoever. Yeah, there's more points to be got in other parts of the pitch. 100%. So, yeah, I suppose Onana's gone. Heaton. Tom Heaton, it looks like, unless they go with the young 20-year-old, I think he's Czech Republic, and if they go with him, that's the only other option. Yeah. So Tom Heaton looks like he, unless, again, we're in the middle of January, so United could bring someone in, and all these players could be replaced by other players, but... Very true. Currently, Tom Heaton is going to play for Manchester United. I did see a tweet, though, that Ten Hag was looking to keep Onana for the Spurs game, for game week 21. Yeah, trying to push, was it? Okay. Yeah. Next up, then, is Tottenham Hotspur. So, a couple of notable players here. Basuma and Sar both gone to the AFCON, and Son then to the Asian Cup. So, yeah, looking at Basuma and Sar, two big, big losses for Spurs. Uh, but we'll have Bentecourt and Hoiberg, who will probably sit, sit in there. Um, Bentecourt back from injury is back from his second injury this season and Hoiberg then like, wouldn't be wouldn't be an FPL draft pick now just steady Eddie but I wouldn't have him in my team no steady Eddie on the pitch um, and then Son then so there's going to be a couple of players that could possibly replace Son talks to Timo Werner coming in so his medical is today is yeah. it actually today so yeah. yeah by the time next time we talk to you hopefully there's going to be loads of new options and then that's great because it's waiver time you can get them on the waiver so we said in december like it's getting a bit stale there's not many new players hopefully by the next time we talk to you in the next waiver deadline which is like the 30th or something is no it's not it's like 20th the 24 it's end, we're, yeah. we're redrafting on the 20th yeah so. so it's like four or five days after that it's like 25th or 26th there's going to be huge movement in the transfer market so yeah, hopefully we'll have a couple of more options that people get in maybe short-term or long-term to replace some of these players. Um, just to note as well, Forrest, although there's not notable FPL draft replacements, they have a serious amount of players gone. So they might be a team to target, although they've been doing well recently. I think they could be a good team to target over the next four game weeks just because of the volume of players. And even if they aren't the best players, well, there's a huge rotation in the squad. And they have to get used to each other and yeah. Yeah. Who Dave what Koyate, Nikyate, Aina, Serge Aurier, Willy Bolly and Sangara. So like all gone. All gone though. Um so for Son, Johnson. Johnson and possibly one other player that we'll talk about in the waiver section. And then finally for West Ham, Kudos and Aguard are gone. Two big players that have featured heavily this season. But we will talk more about the West Ham replacements in the waiver section. To finish off this section, I want to talk about the possibility of players coming back from injury. There is a list of very good players that could come back from injury in the next while. 
Top of the list is Chilwell, and Chilwell could be in the Chelsea squad for game week 21. I don't think he'll um, start until at least 22, if not 23, but he could be a lovely little cheeky pickup this week on the waivers. Robertson, on the 29th, the quote was said that he's not even close. He will need the full of January to assess and get back. So, although I thought Robertson might be back after this little break, it looks like it's going to be a couple of more weeks. That leaves the door open because Simicast is injured. That leaves the door open for another little waiver from Liverpool this week. Paqueta and Bone, as we mentioned, they have a lot of time to recover. Both of them, the quote on both of them was like, hopefully they'll be okay, we'll wait and see. I've <clears throat> remembered Bowen been flagged numerous times on FPL and then last minute he plays. Yeah, they're I really do think Moyes keeps his cards to his chest. Yeah, definitely. Now the only thing about Piquetta is that he got injured and he re-injured again. So he came off in game week 20 of the Premier League and came off again in the, in the FA Cup. So I would say that he'll be a couple more weeks, but I definitely expect Bowen to play. Yeah. Um... Matters, 22nd of December, this quote was said, that he's progressing well, but he's nowhere near the first team. So that tells me that he's going to be mid-February as well. That, unfortunately, it's not going to be game week 21. And I think he's down as a... I think he's down as a potential return for the middle of January. On, F- on FPL, it's yeah. ter- 30th of Jan. 30th of Jan. I think it's yeah. going to be that minimum, uh, middle of February, to get to see him feature. So, yes, some of them might be worth picking up early. I'd like to think if Matters is available, I'd still pick him up. It's like a couple of more game weeks. Um, Bowen, I'd have no issue with. Robbo might be a tiny bit early. I thought it might be a right time a couple of weeks ago, but I think it might be a slight bit early for Robbo if this is if that's the quote, that he'll need all of Jan. He's not even close. And then Chilwell, I would definitely be putting down Chilwell. But again, it depends on your team. I'm looking at one of my drafts, and I have six injured players. Loads of them are, well, some of them are gone to the AFCON. Some of them are gone to the Asian Cup. Then I picked up Chilwell, and I'm like, shit, I shouldn't have picked up Chilwell because my team wasn't set up for it. So I might have to give away Chilwell. I'll put him back in the waiver just because he's not a priority right now. So it depends on how your team is set up and what you're willing to do, how long you're willing to wait. First up in the defender waiver section is the West Ham boys and West Ham plays Sheffield and Bournemouth in the next two. Now, West Ham have kept four clean sheets in a row. So we know how bad West Ham were defensively up until what game week, whatever 16, it was, 16, 16 17. 17 yeah. They've kept four clean sheets in a row. Um, they have had a couple of injuries or have a couple of injuries as well as a couple of players going to the AFCON Aguard is going to be out um, there's been an injury to Soufal he's at 50% currently um, Constantinople I'm going to call him <laughs> um, he is currently flagged so there could be change in the West Ham side and although they have two good fixtures maybe that change in that upset might not help them now I still think they're going to be solid enough in the next two. The players that we could target for West Ham for two game weeks are Zuma because Aguard is gone. Zuma didn't play the last two games, but Aguard's gone. He needs a replacement. Um, ben Johnson, possibly, 
possibly if Sufal is still injured. Now, one thing to note is that this game week goes on for like 10 game weeks, or sorry, 10 days. Um, so let's say the likes of West Ham specifically play in like a week's time. So there's talks of Bone being injured and the fact that it's in like another week's time gives these players loads of time to recover. So um, Ben Johnson, that's only if Sufal's injured. Number one pick for West Ham would be Emerson. He's been a stalwart for West Ham this year, um, relatively attacking player. So if I was going picking up one West Ham player for the next two game weeks, it'd be Emerson. And if I had to pick after that, it would be Zuma, just because either him, Constantinople, or Ogbana, Ogbana is going to be third on that list, are going to have to get in, um, in there somewhere. So two out of those three are going to have to play. Zuma, Khan, Ogbana. So if I had to pick one, it'd be Emerson, and then possibly Zuma. If we're moving on to other players, kind of a more long-term hold, and again, Someone asked me about six different players the last day and the only way I can decipher between one player for the next is fixtures, form, and then how long you're going to keep them, especially on the waiver, right? So players we talk about at the end are going to be one-week punts. Now that doesn't mean that they're the worst out of a lot of them, it's just that they're one week. Next on the list for defenders is Moreno. And the reason we say Moreno is for a couple of different reasons. Again, we're talking about timeline. And Moreno could be left back for Villa for the foreseeable future. Mainly due to Luca Digne being injured, but also Jaxie's done a, a little bit of research and tell me, uh, Jack Maloney. So, my research was I looked up Luca Dean on Twitter because. <laughs> Extensive stuff here. <laughs> I wanted to see what injury he had and how long he'd be out for. And all that's coming up about him at the moment is his links with Al Hilal. So, there's numerous different pages that he's like in final stage negotiations with Al-Hilal to sign Luka Dean. So if that is the case, Moreno's the man. Moreno's the man. Moreno's the man for the remainder of the season. He did, Moreno, when Luka Dean got injured the first time, or was he suspended? Whatever happened that allowed Moreno... He was suspended, yeah. ...allowed Moreno to get into the team, Moreno has performed. Yeah. And I even thought that if none of this transfer rumour is around, that Moreno has a very decent chance of taking his spot anyways. Maybe that's why they're looking to offload Lugadine because, again, they're happy with Moreno. His next four fixtures are Sheffield away, Fulham away, Forest at home and Luton away. So even if all this falls through, Moreno for the next four game weeks is going to be a nice pickup. We know how advanced he can get. He was in a very advanced position for that goal. So Moreno is next on the list. Moving down, again, kind of moving down the possibility of clean sheets. But Van Hecke for Brighton. Brighton kept their first clean sheet against West Ham. I think it was was it nil nil against West Ham. Um, who yeah, was it West Ham? Anyways, um, Brighton for the next eight games, seven of them are two on the FDR. They have a stupid and back. I know that's not going to solidify them uh, a whole pile. West Ham nil nil. Right, yeah. Um, it's it's still going to make them better. It's still going to improve them as a team. I think that maybe the first clean sheet that can be stepping stone for many more. We see that with West Ham. They got one, they got two, three, four. So it gives them a small bit of confidence that maybe they can keep clean sheets and they're coming to, becoming a bit more solid. So Van Hecke, mainly because the likes of Estupanan is going to be gone. But if he's not, pick him up immediately. Estupanan is going to be the, one of the top defenders from now until the end of the season. Dunk didn't play the last day. Don't know why. 
do expect him to come back into that team, so he could be a good option, but Van Hecke is probably going to be on the waiver. As I said, seven out of eight of those fixtures are two in the FTR, and you're inevitably going to pick up some clean sheets in there. I know it might be frustrating at times if you have to pick and stick, but the likes of Luton, Palace, Sheffield, Fulham, Forest, it's like four or five good fixtures there that you can you can play them and hope. Right, and if, if it's just not working in the next two or three game weeks, you can throw them off, no problem. But if you want someone that you don't have to worry about for the next couple of game weeks and just play the probability, Van Hicke could be a good option. And then moving down onto our punts, I suppose our kind of shorter term punts. Castagne might be a good three week punt. They play Chelsea away this week, which maybe you don't want to play him, but they play Everton, Burnley and Bournemouth. Now, all them teams can still score, but he does get uh, very advanced for Fulham. Fulham are been very good in terms of attacking the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he was for in the Arsenal game, whenever it was, two weeks ago, game week 20. It was him that got the last touch for Fulham before, before Arsenal counter-attacked yeah. and Saka got the goal. So he, he was basically at the other end line. Yeah, he so was one of his, probably his fault. Yeah, yeah, probably. But it just shows in terms of attacking sense. Yeah, he was pick, picked up probably the most attacking position of that Fulham team mm-hmm. in that piece of play. Yeah. So him for the Everton Burnley Bournemouth, I wouldn't mind starting him for the three of them and, and being hopeful. And then Van de Ven is back. Now, I still think Spurs are going to be shaky. They have, looks like on paper, okay um, fixtures. But when you actually look a bit deeper, you know, Spurs could concede to majority of them. So just by picking up a good defender doesn't mean it's the best, best decision. Especially the way Spurs play. Especially the way Doji and Paro attack. You know, Van de Ven is going to be, you know, um, reserved. Yes, from a set piece, possibly. But he's not the most attacking player. So, Van de Ven is back, but I still wouldn't have him above the likes of even Zuma, short-term Moreno, even Van Hecke. Uh, I, I prefer to be chasing them clean sheets and look at them more attacking players. Yeah, without Spurs, with Van de Ven, Adoji and Pedro Porro. Without, because they're lightning quick, yep. all very attacking players. Without Romero... Spurs are so much weaker at the back because he's more he's he's more defensive than any of them. Yeah, and probably one of the best centre backs in the league. Def, like defensively, defend yeah. defensively as a defender, and he's he'll he'll help Spurs get clean sheets. Now but Romero without, is without is, him. Yeah, so Romero isn't far from coming back. Now maybe you want to pick up Van de Ven in preparation of Spurs having their full back four. But again. Uh, it'd be a nice pick up if you have some injured players but again I'm just I'm more excited by the other players currently even more so by or by Dowie probably picked up but if he's not Burnley away I just have down here Baller I think it was game week 17 we recommended him and he's returned like four times since then yeah no maybe not four three um, <laughs> you're putting your bets on three yeah I'm putting my bets <laughs> on three absolute baller one way punt Burnley away He's got one goal, two assists, and a clean sheet in his last three games. Yep. What a sicko. Nine points game week 18, seven points game week 19, nine points, and they've conceded, what, six goals Yeah. <laughs> as well? Yeah, he's uh, he could have had a goal last week as well. So, Dowie, one-week punt, um, get him in. Yeah. yeah. He'll be, well... Luton are obviously going to keep him in this transfer window, but next summer is definitely going to be a hot. I think so, because Luton are getting relegated, so doubt he will be in the Premier League, and hopefully will be a good option for next year. 
onto our midfield waiver suggestions. And again, we have a range of different players from kind of mainly short term, to be honest, when I look at them. Um, Jensen and Lewis Potter are two of the Brentford players that we're talking about. They will be a good one week punt this week against Forrest. As we said, Forrest have a serious amount of people gone to the AFCON. And um, so I would be looking at Lewis Potter to hopefully provide for Tony this weekend. Jensen has been out for the last while, but back to his best, balling out the last day, set up one of the, set up the play. He, he was the assist to the assist. Pre-assist job. Yeah. Um, so hopefully them two people. Now I'm looking at Brentford's side and saying, who could help Tony out there? Wiss has gone and Buemo's gone. These are the two names that pop out and they're probably going to be on the waiver. Lewis Potter has banged two goals in his last two games and will likely play maybe left wing for Tony. So if Tony's going to be on fire, hopefully Lewis Potter and Jensen will be involved. But again, because Brentford have very tough fixtures and they're kind of lacking all the support, it looks like a one-week punt. The other thing to note is Turner has been very dodgy in goals for Forrest. That's true. Against United the last day, he was he was at fault for the misplaced pass from uh, from from his kick out. So there you have Brentford will have a high possibility of scoring because he is in goals. And like I was saying to you earlier, Odyssey's the, the second choice keeper must be terrible. Yeah, if Turner is still getting the yeah, chances he, he, from he all made, his mistakes, he made a few mistakes as that's why Turner got back in the net. So um, Forrest don't look that solid. They will concede, and hopefully these two boys will be involved. Hopefully the next boy will be involved as well because I've been really rating him this season. Ross Barkley banged against Chelsea, but he could have have could have more returns throughout the season. They play Burnley away, as we said. Probably be on the waiver. If you're in a larger size league, you're looking for a one-week punt, and a lot of the players that we're talking about have been taken. Don't sleep on Ross Barkley. I think he'll be getting a big move from Luton at the end of the season as well if they don't stay up. Moving on to <laughs> this dude who always seems to pop up Kai Havertz played up top for Arsenal in the FA Cup but I don't think he'll start there again but does look like a one of the main players for Arsenal in that 11 maybe he does get a little bit of a rest against Palace but if you want someone that's going to play consistently for a very good team as we said last week I think it was Havertz is a good pick you can never really turn your nose up to a player that's playing with a team that might be going for a league that is playing the majority of minutes. They play Palace at home. And if you're looking for a big name that maybe have a, has a high ceiling in terms of trade value, not in terms of points, but someone that's a big name that if he plays well, you can trade him. The likes of Barkley, yeah, he's always going to have a ceiling. The likes of Havertz, if he starts playing well and you have an Arsenal fan, could be worth a trade. Next up, as I said, is Lo Celso. Two assists at the weekend or last weekend. Apologies to the man who asked me, should you get Lacelso? And I was like, ah, I don't know. Jeez, I don't think so. Balled out. His second assist was sick. So I think he's earned himself a place in that Spurs side, especially with all them injuries and rotation and people gone. I think he starts the next day. They play United, Brentford, Everton, and Brighton. So on paper, it doesn't like doesn't look like the most amazing run. But all them teams can concede. Yeah. United, very likely to concede. Brentford, as we said, are missing a serious amount of players. Everton, you know, they're a good side, but they're still likely to concede. And Brighton, as we said, yes, they have a couple of players back, but they're always going to be very attacking. 
therefore leaving themselves open. So La Celso for the next three or four while the boys are gone, I think is going to be a good pick. Especially with the likes of Sar and Basuma gone, there is possibility for him to play. Yeah, I was just checking there to see if Spurs have scored in every game so far this season. And I think they have. I wouldn't be surprised. Sure, didn't Ange say that they'll attack no matter what? Yeah, even when they were down to nine men against Chelsea. That's right. Just didn't stop attacking. So, although yeah, those fixtures aren't fantastic. Yeah. There will be goals. Definitely be goals. So if you can get anyone that's playing 60, 70 minutes for Spurs, I'd be on it. The likes of Johnsons are going to be gone. Obviously, Richardson's gone very high now. Lacelso could be one of that last players that you might get in to that Spurs side. And last up for midfielders is a two-week punt, Ben Rama. Ben Rama, as I said, I don't think Paqueta will be fit the next game week, maybe after that, but Kudos is gone. There is a chance, I suppose, it's between Ben Rama and Fornells, and I think I think they'll share minutes. But if I think... If you're telling me Ben Rama gets 100 minutes over them two games, Sheffield and Bournemouth, 100, 110, 20 minutes, I'm happy enough as a punt. Sheffield and Bournemouth... What more could you ask for? Uh, West Ham are a decent side. Ben Rama is not the most exciting FPL pick, but if he's in there with that solid enough West Ham side, you know, in a larger size league, you're looking for a little bit of a punt. I don't think Ben Rama is the worst option in the world. And on to our forwards. Mentioned one already, Tony. If he's back, get him. Rapido. I presume he's gone in like 99% of leagues. But anyways, they have top fixtures. He's always going to have a high trade value. I think he's coming back with a vengeance and Lewis Potter is going to set him up. Yeah, that's 20, 20 goals, 4 assists last season. So, Could he do half that? Could he do 10 and 2? I think it's very probable. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, even though I haven't seen Tony at all this season, do you know, just having in my gut yeah. that he's going to do well. Man, he looks so sick. So I think he's just like... Yeah, even yeah. the 3 goals in pre-season as well. <laughs> Easy. And the Euros are coming up as well. He wants to fight for his place. He's man. He wants to repay Brentford. Man, he's gonna go up. <laughs> it's a pity that is. It's genuinely a pity that his fixtures are so hard and players around him are so shit. Because if they had a decent run of fixtures and like Wissan and Buemo, he'd be an insane pick. Or even Rico Henry or something like even that. Even like well. that. It's just he's in a shy team. He's in a very poor team, and it's up to him to drag them out. But hopefully, hopefully he hopefully does. Hopefully, Jensen free kick. Yeah. Tony header. Yeah. Now you're talking. Uh, we talked about another player, uh, Broya, is going to be a good pick for the next three, four game weeks. And Kunku injured, Jackson gone. Simple as that. Chelsea have decent fixtures. Um, I think you get him in. Strikers are few and far between. There's so many injuries. More than likely, you're going to have a space up top. If it's a Semenyo or an Antonio or any of these players that are injured are gone, Broya is going to be a nice short term punt with a decent team that are, as you said, producing big chances. Hopefully he can finish them. He's not looking like he's going to be um, Chelsea's next striker. I think he could be gone fairly soon, maybe at the end of the season. But for this little three or four week stint, he's kind of the glaring, the obvious option with Nkunku and Jackson gone. Eddie Inketia could also be an option for the next maybe two or three game weeks. Jesus is injured. Uh, I think it's a slight knee injury and it's looking like the end of the month. I think Nketiah gets the nod this week and depending on how he gets on could do two weeks back to back they play Palace and Forest if you got them two games in and you got like 70 minutes each good pick up because he would be on a lot of waivers 
I think he probably was dropped off in the last couple of weeks and he's going to be available on a lot of waivers. I think for the next two or three weeks, I'll be putting him down, him and Broja, just to fill up a spot, especially with AFCON. Yeah, there's um, massively reduced availability of strikers at the moment. If it was small, it's it's just minuscule now. Uh, if you're looking at the waiver, it's just crazy. The amount of actually good strikers and then the amount of available strikers. So the likes of the Broja and Ketia for two or three weeks are way more valuable than you think. The last person who's going to be a two-week punt is Beto. And this is because DCL, red card, he's out until game week so 22, 23, out till game week 24. Everton play Villa at home and Fulham away. He's not the most exciting, but yeah, Everton have been decent, decent going forward. And hopefully Beto can cash in on that again if you have a flag striker a striker that is injured that you're not happy with there's three <laughs> options that are probably going to be available there <laughs> uh, and Jaxie's got the hiccup so I might as well leave it there boom you got it's draft you out alright hopefully you get the W this week in your draft league um, if you have any questions about the T12 we'll keep you up to date but feel free to drop us a message FPL Draft you out. Boom. Boom.